works in the ER at a hospital in Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania. It feels like the outside world has sort of said, well, the pandemic is behind us. And then I go to work and I, it's very much not. At least four states have enlisted the National Guard to help hospitals keep up. A former NFL player is gone. CBS's Jim Crisula has the details. Demarius Thomas, who earned five straight Pro Bowl honors and a Super Bowl ring during a prolific receiving career spent mostly with the Denver Broncos, has died at the age of 33. He was found dead in a suburban Atlanta home Thursday night. His family believes he died from a seizure, and foul play is not suspected. A race car champions die. Congratulations. Four times. The Indy 500 is yours. His wife says 82-year-old Al Unser had battled cancer for 17 years. S&P futures up 32. This is CBS News. Fever is the number one COVID symptom, so be safe with an accurate thermometer. Only Exergen has proven accurate in more than 100 studies. Learn more at exergen.com. Want to know the sneaky way to give the perfect gift this holiday season? Just tiptoe into your loved one's closets and look at their shoe sizes. Then head to Skechers and make this holiday the most comfortable ever. Because at Skechers, we have ultra-comfy, ultra-affordable shoes you can buy everybody you know. Let's start with the kids. We have shoes that light up and sparkle, stretch fit that are easy to slip on and look cool, and many more. Shoes truly are the new toys this holiday. And how about for mom, dad, and even the grandparents? We've got boots, sneakers, slip-ons, shoes for working out, for going out, and so much more. Plus, many come with Skechers exclusive air-cooled memory foam for ultimate comfort. And in a fit you're sure to love. Relaxed fit, wide fit, arch fit, and so many more. Skechers are the fit specialists. So this year, deck the feet with super comfortable Skechers. Just sneak into their closet, get their shoe sizes, and let Skechers do our holiday magic. Find Skechers at Skechers.com, at a Skechers store near you, or wherever stylish shoes are sold. Now you can waste away on a new cruise ship. It'll be 5 o'clock, round the clock, on the high seas. Jimmy Buffett's turning his Margaritaville chain into an offshore experience with a themed cruise ship called Sea Paradise. The 10-deck ship will hold about 700 passengers and feature everything from a theater and casino to a spa, fitness center, and multiple pools. Not to mention Buffett's famous bars and restaurants. Wasting away again in Trips start to the Bahamas from Florida in April. Monica Ricks, CBS News. A popular exercise bike companies bemoaning the season premiere of the Sex and the City reboot. And just like that. No spoilers here, but Peloton says don't blame them for what happened to a character in last night's episode. Company says it approved use of its stationary bike, but had no idea what was going to happen when someone hopped on. Deborah Rodriguez, CBS News. This is CBS News business analyst Jill Schlesinger. Do you want to be a hero for the holidays? How about getting your loved one a new iPhone? That's right. Pure Talk has iPhone 12 starting at just $4.79 through the end of the year. And sure, they have 13s too. Switch to Pure Talk. Great nationwide 5G coverage. Yes, the same coverage as the big guys, but the average family saves over $800 a year. Now that's just smart. There's no need to overpay for Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile. Plus, with Pure Talk's 30-day risk-free guarantee, you've got nothing to lose. 
Unlimited talk, text, and six gigs of data is just 30 bucks a month. And like I said, the iPhone 12, just 479. From your cell phone, dial pound 250 and say Jill 50, and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Plus, save on a new phone. That's pound 250, say Jill 50. Pure talk is simply smarter wireless. Some restrictions apply. See site for details. Some say we've lost our touch. That we don't build things with lasting detail. Or worse, that we just don't bother. Really. We the people who built a country, who rely on ourselves to get things done? Well, there's really only one way to tell if we've lost our grip. Next time you see someone wearing card, just shake their hand. Max Thrifty Shop, 940 East State Street, 592-3773. Start your mornings with Scott Daly from 6 to 12. Hop on the party line from 9 to 10. Join Sky Hope on Classic Caravan from 4 to 6 p.m. And listen into the sports fan at 6.06 on Classic Hits 970 and 97.1 FM WATH. Happy holidays, Athens. TJ here from Pizza Cottage, and we're just the gift that keeps on giving. This holiday season, bring your family in for some pizzas, subs, wings, pastas, you name it. Or better yet, book our party room for your holiday gathering. Need a stocking stuffer or extra gift? Stop in and purchase a gift card for your special someone. So come visit me and the rest of our crew at 951 East State Street or check out our menu at pizza-cottage.com. Integrated Services uh, is constantly seeking partnerships. How can I have a meaningful relationship with primary care providers so that we can take care of our shared community of people that need support? We've grown exponentially and I really see the next five to ten years being a similar story. The opportunities are endless. Hey, it's Boots. We'll talk with the top man at Good Guys and meet a guy that repairs car horns. That's Autos March Friday afternoon at 106 on 970 WATH and 97.1 FM. You want to feel important. You want to be a part of something bigger, something that matters and can help change things. You want to feel like you belong. We know. We felt that way too. And that's why we did something about it. We aren't just Army National Guard soldiers. We are normal people just like you. And together, we can make a difference. Take on your legacy. Visit NationalGuard.com to find out more. Sponsored by the Ohio Army National Guard. Aired by the Ohio Association of Broadcasters and this station. Does heel pain make you hobble just getting out of bed in the morning? If heel pain is affecting your ability to exercise and meet your walking or running goals, relief is as close as your local podiatrist. Podiatric physicians are highly trained doctors who specialize in medical and surgical treatment of the foot and ankle. Ohio foot and ankle podiatric physicians are available across the state and are devoted to providing the highest quality foot and ankle care. To find a member of the Ohio Foot and Ankle Medical Association near you, visit associationsadvanceohio.com. Daily reports at the stock market's close. Tune in at 5.30 tonight on WATH to stay informed about your money. The stock market report is brought to you by Goldsberry Wealth Strategies, serving Athens County since 2005. The Goldsberry Wealth Strategies stock market report airs exclusively in Athens County on 970 WATH weekdays at 5.30 immediately after our local newscast. Securities offered through Raymond James Financial Services, Inc., member FINRA, SIPC, investment advisor. Services are offered through Raymond James Financial Services. Advisors, Inc. Gold Bear Wealth Strategies is not a registered broker dealer and is independent of Raymond James Financial Services. I-N-E-P-T. Tech. Two, four, six, eight. Who do we appreciate? Oysters, oysters, raw, raw, raw. 
We are here on the campus at Inept Tech as Coach Art Turf and his football team getting ready for their first game of the season, a, a road game, and I see you're loading up all of the all right, bring them bags over here. All of the equipment and all of the players Put coming out. In the back. Getting ready to head to the airport, I guess. Uh, get in the front seat. For that trip to Oklahoma, and that's quite a ways out there, Coach. Uh, what do you have, a uh, commercial flight, or are you going to fly charter? Man, them bags is heavy, and you know, I'm going to pretend I didn't even hear that fly commercial, fly charter. Shoot, we're not loading up to go to the airport. We're loading up to go to Oklahoma. What, uh, what is your means of transportation? This is a very well, unusual. This, this is it right here. You probably never have seen nothing like this before. I haven't, Cole. What is that? Well, this is, uh, this is what you call your 19 and 37 Packard. You know, there's a story that goes with that back to the time I first started coaching here at NAP Tech. Back in 19 and 37, president of the university gave us this real nice 19 and 37 Packard to make all of our road trips in. He said, Coach, just as soon as you first win your first ball game, then we're going to provide you a nice airplane where you can go to all your road ball games in and, and of course we're still rolling around that 19 and 37 Packard. Well coach it seems like that this has uh, uh, done you well over the years and uh, you do plan to use it again this year on the road. Well we've uh, put a few miles on, on this rascal we put a few tires on we got a real fine driver that gets us to all of our places uh, wrong way Reitman you know he didn't have enough athletic ability to make the ball team. Seemed like he picked up a fumble and, and run 73 yards for a safety one ball game. We couldn't have that. We can't, we can't give our opponents points in the ball games. That's just like giving them away. So we made him our driver, and he gets us to the places we want to go to most of the time. You don't carry all of your players in this one vehicle, do you? No, well, some of them ride in the back seat, some of them ride up in the top, and, of course, Needles, he rides on the running board. And we'll be back to see Coach Turf and the Oysters off to Oklahoma right after we pause for this message. And the Art Turf Show is proudly brought to you by this fantastic food that is high in protein, calcium, vitamins, or probiotics. It is the fantastic food of yogurt. We're back on campus with Coach Art Turf as his 1937 Packard just cranking up. Coach started right away. Boy, I'm telling you, it runs like, just like a Swiss watch. Well, Coach, oh, we, what the business is running real fine. Coach, listen to that baby purr. Who knows the way to Oklahoma? It sounds good, Coach. Do you have your, uh, do you have your road maps out? Let's get the road map. Coach, I would have thought you would have made uh, better preparations than this for a, for a long road trip. We didn't put gas in this baby, did we? You never did really actually talk about your game plan. I know you're awfully busy now trying to get everything That's organized. That's where the game plan is. Somebody wrote it on the back of the road map. Who's got the road map? The Oysters are getting ready to go to Oklahoma in just a few minutes to play South Oklahoma State in the first All right, ball game of the way. season. Let's go. Here we go. Coach, it looks like a flat tire. Well, it is a flat tire. Looks like we may have to make this road ball game a home ball game. Be listening again, sports fans, for the next thrill-packed interview with the head coach of the Fighting Oysters of Inept Tech, the coaching legend in his own mind, the one and only Coach Art Turf. I certainly hope so. You're keeping good company with 
Ah, it's a Friday, the beginning of a weekend, 46 degrees right now, cloudy, kind of sad looking outside, frankly, but they say it's going to get up to 52, we may have a little bit of light rain, tomorrow 65, sunny part of the day tomorrow, and Sunday, 48, and sunny all day. That's that time of year when you just can't quite get it perfect. Scott, I, I hear you've got a Fred Palmer commentary queued up. Yeah, I do. Do you know what uh, the topic is? It is uh, the portrait of happiness. Portrait. I think that's what it says up there. Let me, let me look up here. Pursuit oh, of pursu- happiness. Pursuit of <laughs> happiness. Folks, this is uh, my father. It was, uh, let's see, he was born in what, 1904, I think. And... Uh, he made it to 90, 96 years of age. And um, he and I uh, jointly bought the radio station in 1973. I moved here from Honolulu. He, of course, lived in Worthington, Columbus, that is. And his career, I wish mine will ever touch it. Uh, he was remarkable and highly thought of nationally. So um, he started a habit, or not a habit, but a daily commentary, which he hand-wrote. We have boxes. We, I say, my my home at home, I have boxes of his commentaries. Sheets of paper is what I mean, where he hand-wrote his commentary. And he'd take an envelope and open up all the sides and use it like a piece of paper or some other scrap of paper. This wasn't all done on notepads, you know, just scraps of paper. Well, here's today's. Friends, not long ago, I heard a 30-year-old employee say, I have a right to be happy in my work, and I'm not happy. Now, would that apply to you? Are you happy? What is happiness? I suppose it involves pleasure, contentment, being glad or cheerful. It would probably mean that you have no worry. Does it mean that everything you do is fun? Years ago, I was a young, beginning salesman just starting in to sell Delcolite plants in Frigidaire. I had it all to learn. Most of the time, I did not make a sale, but I enjoyed it. Each new day was a new challenge. I was learning, and I was reasonably happy. Then I was promoted to the sales department at Dayton, where I kept tally on all salesmen in southern Ohio. I made long lists of figures and added them up. Each each time I got a different answer. I was not happy. Neither was my supervisor. In fact, I was miserable. But it was my problem. I did not belong at a desk working with figures. I belonged out on the road calling on people. 
I learned that no one is guaranteed happiness. We're guaranteed life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. The pursuit. I was happy trying to make my first sale, and I had to pursue it for some time. After making it, then I had a new goal to pursue, to sell enough to make a living. When that happened, there was still a new goal. The goal is always changing and something to pursue. Let's say you set yourself a goal and you reach it by the time you're 30. You're happy for how long? Will you keep that state of happiness for the next 50 years? No, it's the pursuit of happiness that counts. And happiness can vary from worry to elation. I must say I have thoroughly enjoyed the pursuit of happiness. And once in a while, just for a brief moment, I think maybe I caught it. Just thought you'd like to know. With the new law, more people qualify for financial assistance at healthcare.gov. Real customers like Taylor. You know, I wish people knew how easy it was to get health coverage. This new law has made it so affordable. I'm only paying $52 a month, but there are quality plans for even less. New law, lower prices, more people qualify. Enroll by December 15th at healthcare.gov. Paid for by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. All right, Fred Palmer commentary. Let me, uh, I think we have a caller. Good morning. Morning, David. Good Boy, morning. It sure is good to hear Fred on the radio again. Yes, sir. We're, we, you know, we have, we've discovered about 100 of these commentaries. But we have somewhere a lot more. Yeah, I've got I've got the book, and I, I've been thoroughly enjoyed reading all of that. But it just uh, hearing his voice on the on yeah, the radio again yeah, yeah. brings back some old memories. Indeed, uh, it's good to hear it. Have a great day. Hey, thanks for the call. We are nine seventy WATH ninety seven point one on FM as well, and um, let's see here. Let's let's do our normal stuff, shall we? Um, Scott, you back there? Oh, yes, were, uh, okay. I'm you right were, here. I was, I was uh, remaining listen- silent. Well, I was listening to Mr. Palmer's commentary, as you yeah. have heard me say many times. I thoroughly enjoyed those when I was younger. Uh, when he would come on there, it caught my attention because he had had uh, some interesting things to talk about. You know, like our caller just said, mm-hmm. some uh, great memories there, and and uh, it always seemed to do it in a lighthearted way, and at the end, a little bit of a chuckle as he would finish up there, too, which, yeah, but, but which each finished had a, a good... Each had a purpose. They did, yes. And um, I, I, that last one sounded to me like it was done over the telephone. It sure did. But uh, let me tell you, um, the vast majority of them were cut right here in our studios. And, um, well, anyway... Let's uh, let's do our normal stuff. Today is National Human Rights Day. Okay, but before we do do that, you what know, with what did no- I mess up? Normal. Well, you didn't mess up anything yet, but you know what you typically do on a Friday for a normal stuff Friday to I, make to make the show official. Now wait a minute. I was waiting for other people to bring this up. Okay. Well, that, w- because <laughs> guess we, what? Then we forget about it by the time ten o'clock rolls around. Well, that's my point. I didn't do it last Friday, no, you and didn't. no one said a word. You're kidding me. 
At least not to me. <laughs> they always do. Okay, here we go. Well, what- yabba dabba <laughs> do. Okay. Okay. Now, are you happy? Well, you know, after hearing Mr. Palmer's commentary, the pursuit of happiness, you know, that that stands to to reason, you know, you got to make this official. It doesn't necessarily matter whether I'm happy or not. It's our listeners that we need to make happy. And by you doing that, it seems to make a few listeners happy along the way. And you have no idea why, right? Neither do I. It doesn't matter, you know. It happiness doesn't matter. is happiness. That's it. Okay. Yabba dabba do one more time. <laughs> Today is December 10th. You're good for a couple weeks ahead now. <laughs> I'm damned if I do. I'm damned if I don't. Okay. Today is Human Rights Day. It's Nobel Prize Day. National Logger Day. And I'll, we'll get back on that one. I have questions. It's National Salesperson Day. Hey, well, how perfectly is that timed with his uh, commentary? Yeah, exactly. And finally, the Dewey Decimal System Day. Okay, National Logger. Okay, this is L-A-G-E-R, not L-O-G-G-E-R. So we're talking about a beverage, right? I would think so, yes. Okay. Now, how many different terms can we come up with? There is beer. There is lager. Come on, Scott. I, I, that's about as far as I could go. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Okay. There are... Is there a difference between lager and beer well according to what i'm seeing here lagers are distinguished from other beers by using a cold conditioning process the types of yeast used are referred to as bottom fermenting yeast or yeast that can develop at colder temperatures before the advent of refrigeration brewers perfected this process and cellars dug into the ground and filled with ice now, is there a difference in the flavor? Um, now, I'm not a real beer know. guy. I Wine suits me just fine. But, um, and once, a, once in a while, a Manhattan or something like that. But, so I'm not a real beer guy. Yeah, I, would. I do love ciders. Oh, my. But anyway. Well, there, there's another category for you to add to yeah but that's that's lager. not a beer okay pale so lagers pale stout those are another terms aren't they yeah i think so i'm seeing some of them right now okay so now i just don't think i have as discriminating a taste as to know one from the other I would guess there is a difference. Oh, I'm sure there's... One is a little bit more... Dozens of people in our audience are saying, Oh, mercy, yeah. I can tell the difference. Yeah. One's a little more potent than the other. A little more bitey or... Anyway, today, National Logger Day. All right. Well, much ado. 
Um, let's see, historical events on this date in 1520. Martin Luther publicly burns the papal edict demanding he recant. In 1684, Isaac Newton's um, derivation of Kepler's law. Derivation, derivation. Derivation. I think I, yep. think I said it right. Yep. Of Kepler's laws from his theory of, gravi of gravity contained in the paper Du Mutu Corporum Ingerium. is read to the Royal Society by Edmund Halley. Haley. So gravity. The things that cause my pen to drop. Yes. Okay, 1799, the metric system first adopted in France. Okay, what was before that? The metric system. Let's see what we can come up with. While you're looking, we'll go on. In 1901, the first Nobel Peace Prizes awarded to the Red Cross founder, Jean Henry Dunant, and peace activist, Frederick Passy. The units of measurement in the British imperial system the traditional system of weights and measures used officially in Great Britain from 1824 until the adoption of the metric system beginning in 1965. The U.S. customary system of weights and measures is derived from the British imperial system. Okay. They're saying, they're saying what year? Uh, was used in Great Britain from 1824 until the adoption of the metric system beginning in 1965. And here they're saying the metric system first adopted in France in 1799. That's quite a difference. Yeah. It uh, first. Okay, so what were they using before then? So, so okay. They were using, let's see, the measures... Usulay was used. Traditional names were restored but were based on metric units. Okay. For example, the livre or L-I-V-R-E, liver, <laughs> I don't think it's liver, uh, the pound became 500 grams. So it, it was a system, it's spelled M-E-S-U-R-E-S, -E -E measures, U-S-U-E-L-L-E-S. -E -E Obviously, term spoken in Francais. No. That's what was used prior to. Are you any system. good at the metric system? Um, I'm not bad. I can, I can get there, yeah. Yeah. But I'm talking about units of weight and measurement. Uh, fairly, yeah. I can usually get Anything pretty close. Anything outside of that, uh-uh. Yeah, I can usually get pretty close to whatever the weights are, the measurements are, distance. Units of weight and measurement. I yep. meant units of distance and measurement. Yeah. Uh, distance and weight. There we go. Yeah. 
Okay, famous birthdays. Ada Lovelace. Born on this date in 1815, died in 1852. Augusta Ada King, Countess of Lovelace, was an English mathematician and writer, chiefly known for her work on Charles Babbage's proposed mechanical general purpose computer, the analytical engine. Well, um, there's a picture here. Obviously, it's very dated her hairstyle and so on, but um, Mercy, she was rather attractive. And so, hmm, I was, I had assumed that we were going a different direction, but was, she was an engineer, basically, right? A uh, mathematician, yes. Yeah. Okay, the next one is James the First, born on this date in 1394. Died in 1437. King James? Evidently. Okay. If the years match up, he, 1394 to 1437. King James, the sixth and first. Now, how does that happen? I don't know. To be a sixth and a first. Hmm. Maybe they went re retroactive or they counted backwards. Who knows? Anyway, he was king of Scotland as James the Sixth from 1567, and then king of England and Ireland as James the First. Ah. There we go. Two different countries. From the union of the Scottish and English crowns of 1603 until his death in 1625. Okay, this brings up an... Uh question not on the paper what country would appeals to you the most to go visit um probably france or switzerland i've said you know i would like to go to where the uh, d-day invasion was where it happened okay. on june 6 1944 so for that purpose uh probably france Switzerland would be cool. Now I'll go the opposite. What country do you have no interest in visiting? Um, probably Russia. Hmm. I'm just thinking. My daughter-in-law would be annoyed with that. I, I, I thought that when I was saying that, too, yeah. that I knew she was from there yeah. originally. But I don't know much about Russia, so maybe that's not a fair answer. Well, she's an exceptional gal. Yeah. Anyway, um, what about you? Well, Scotland, Wales, Ireland. I really would like to get to know those much better. Uh, in terms of a country I don't want to go to, and nothing comes to mind. I I enjoy um, quickly taking in the culture of each and the in the food. I'm a foodie, um, so I like to experience that stuff. Um, 
There's some countries that scare me a little bit. Yeah, I don't think I'd be interested in going to Iran uh, right now. Yeah, right now. With um, the tension going on between right, right. the two governments. Well, anyway, okay, let's go back to our famous birthdays. we got two more to do. Let's see here. William Lloyd Garrison, born in 1805, died in 1879. William Lloyd Garrison was a prominent American Christian, abolitionist, journalist, suffragist, and social reformer. Some of those terms, I'm not sure what they mean. Let's, let's do it together. Journalist, I got that one. What was the next one? Uh, abolitionist. Uh, Abolish. Abolishing. Mm-hmm. Suffragist. Okay, what's that mean? Well, you remember the the women's voting suffrage area. They were uh, restricted and prohibited from voting. So he was pro-women voting? I would say so, yep. Pro-anything that denied people civil rights or individual rights and liberties. And there was one more term, I think. Social reformer. Okay, that one we get. Yeah. So, um, okay, now, the last uh, famous birthday is that of Nellie Sachs, S-A-C-H-S. She was born on this date in 1891. By the way, today is December 10th. And died in 1970. Nice-looking lady. Nellie Sachs, I think I'm saying it right. She was a German-Swedish poet and playwright. Her experiences resulting from the rise of the Nazis in World War II Europe transformed her into a poignant spokesperson for the grief and yearnings of her fellow Jews. We have two famous deaths to mention. Alfred Nobel. He was born in 1833, but died on this date in 1896. And, of course, we know there's a very distinguished um, uh, prize or... um, Award. Award given for which he's named. Yes. Alfred Bernhard Nobel was a Swedish chemist, engineer, inventor, businessman, and philanthropist. He is best known for having bequeathed his fortune to establish the Nobel Prize, though he also made several important contributions to science, holding 355 patents in his lifetime. Holy cow. I wonder, a bunch. I wonder if any of those patents are, I'm going to say, still active for an item we still use. Um, that would take some research. They, yeah, it says his invention, he's best known for his invention of dynamite. And an explosive device called a blasting cap. Well, those are certainly used. Yep. Okay, Augusto Pinochet. Born in 1915, died just a few years back in the year 2006. Augusto Jose Ramon Pinochet Ugarte was a Chilean Army general who ruled Chile from 1973 to 1990, first as the leader of the military junta of Chile from 1973 to 1981, being a self-declared 
president of Chile. Okay, um, we have one other little different thing here. It says December 10th. It's the date in which King abdicates for love of Wallace Simpson. On this day, King Edward VIII gave up his throne so that he could marry. Um, I'm missing a word or two here. Marry thee, and then it stops. Um, Wallace Simpson, I suppose. Um, that's r- He must be really have been smitten. <laughs> must have been. <laughs> Uh, let's see. She was an American socialite and is, wife Is of, her name Wallace Simpson? Yeah. Okay. Yep. She's known as Wallace, Duchess of Windsor. Okay. Known as Wallace Simpson. Their intention to marry and her status as a divorcee caused a constitutional crisis yeah. that led to Edward's abdication. Wallace grew up in Baltimore, Maryland. No kidding. I think we have some of that going on right now with Prince Harry and Meghan Markle. Something similar. I think she's so pretty, Meghan Markle. All right. Now, you found something back there. There's this thing, what do they call it, a word test every day. Stream of words. Yeah, that's what it's called. Yeah. And um, they give you a sentence with a blank in it, and then you're supposed to pick the most appropriate word out of a, out of four choices. And I've been looking at these for a couple of months now, and I I rarely get them right. So you do this one. Okay, which word best matches? This example sentence. My grandmother's house sat quietly behind a blank orange grove with high fences. And the answers, or the possible answers, I guess we should say, are Telson, Foison, Mason, M-E-S-O-N, or Grison. G-R-I-S-O-N. My grandmother's house sat quietly behind a blank orange grove with high fences. So I didn't have a clue. But I picked one, and it was Grison. I don't know why. Which is... Wrong. Yes. And... But then they tell you how many people voted for it and then how many people got it right. And the correct answer is... Foison. F-O-I-S-O-N. So use it in that sentence. My grandmother's house sat quietly behind a foison orange grove with high fences. And foison, foison, I guess is how it's pronounced, means abundance or plenty, or surplus, or plethora. Yeah. So you could fill in a blank with any of those words. Fill in the blank. My grandmother's house sat quietly 
behind an abundance orange grove or a plethora of orange groves with high fences. Poison. Poison. Let's see here. Can I use it in a sentence? Um, we have a poison of employees. Yes. We have a poison <laughs> of children in Athens County that would love your donation of Christmas gifts. There you go. Okay, this uh, this one was easy this morning. There's another little quiz I look at uh, when we have free-for-alls. So the name Ray Kroc, does that mean anything to oh, you? Oh, yeah. Okay, yep. well, I met him once. The founder of McDonald's and the o- former owner of the San Diego Padres Major League Baseball team. Now, see, I knew him from McDonald's. I did not know about the baseball team. Yes, see, when they moved, Padres moved to San Diego, he was the very first owner. I do believe. Excuse me. That's Arizona when they moved to San Diego. Fair he enough. Was, he was the very first owner of the San Diego Padres. Well, this one, um, they gave you too much information, so. I always think that's funny when people say that. Too much information. 88% <laughs> got this question right. So here it goes. All right. <clears throat> Which menu item at McDonald's was introduced in 1963 to help increase sales on Fridays? Aha. See what I mean? Yeah. The the clue word. So. The operative word right there. Was it the McRib? Or the McFlurry? The Egg McMuffin? Or... Filet of fish. Mm. No emphasis on that final choice, right? <laughs> I think it's um, 90, 88% of the people responding picked the fish. Okay, yeah. Because fish on Fridays, right? Yeah. As a kid, I remember that. I still does like it, them. Does that still, um, does that um, concept of fish on Fridays... That was a Catholic thing, right? Yeah. Um, a, a meatless Friday. Does that still hold up? I think so. Hmm. Well, anyway. Let's see. Is it a Friday fast, I want to say? I, I don't know. It turns out. That according to Christian teaching, Jesus was crucified on a Friday. Fasting Fridays became a way to honor his sacrifice. Fish, though, which are cold-blooded, were considered okay to eat on fasting Fridays. Hmm. Is fish on Friday a Catholic tradition? It defines meat as the flesh of warm-blooded animals, so eating fish is permitted on Fridays. The practice of abstaining from meat on Fridays is century old, but in 1985, the Catholic Church in England and Wales allowed Catholics to substitute another form of penance in its place. Penance? Yes. And What do they taste like? uh, (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Okay. 
Well, good morning, Tastes folks. Like penance, I guess. Why do you think Americans say the economy is in rough shape? Because it is. Yeah, it is. Inflation, gas prices contributing to that. The COVID malaise, right? Offices remain eerily empty. That's true here as well. Airlines have canceled thousands of flights. Subways and buses are running less often than they used to. Schools sometimes call off entire days of classes. Consumers waste time waiting in store lines. Annual inflation has reached its highest level in three decades, 30 years. In recent weeks, economists and pundits have been asking why. Why Americans feel grouchy about the economy when making, um, when many indicators, <clears throat> things like the GDP, gross domestic product, stock prices, and the unemployment rate look strong. But the author of this story, and this is from the New York Times, says, but I think the answer to this proposed, rather supposed paradox is that it's not really a paradox. Americans think the economy is in rough shape because the economy is in rough shape. Sure, some major statistics look good, and they reflect, they reflect true economic strengths, including the state of the family's finances. But the economy is more than a household balance sheet. It is the combined experience of working, shopping, and interacting in society. Americans evidently understand the distinction In a recent Associated Press poll, 64% described their personal finances as good, and only 35% described the national economy as good. 64 versus 35. Well, there there are plenty of reasons. Many services don't function as well as they used to, largely because of supply chain problems and labor shortages. Rising prices are cutting into paychecks, especially for working-class households. People spend less time socializing. The unending nature of the pandemic, you know, the masks, COVID tests, Zoom meetings, and anxiety-producing runny noses is weary. While some of these disruptions are minor inconveniences, others are causing serious troubles. The increase in social social isolation has harmed both physical and mental health. That's true for me, folks. 
Americans' blood pressure has risen. Fatal drug overdoses have soared with a growing toll among black Americans. A report this week from the Surgeon General found that depression, anxiety, impulsive behavior, and attempted suicides had all risen among children and adolescents. It's awful. Going on, it would be a tragedy if we beat back one public health crisis only to allow another to grow in its place. That from the Surgeon General. Schools are a particular source of frustration. Last year, the closure of in-person school caused large learning losses. This year, Teachers have the near-impossible task of trying to help students make up for the lost time, which then has left many teachers feeling burned out. And let's not forget, school operations are still not back to normal. Students are sometimes forbidden to sit or talk with another during lunch or to eat indoors Masks make communication harder, especially for students with learning disabilities. Positive COVID tests on worker, um, or worker shortages can cause schools to close temporarily. After Jennifer Reisman's local school in Maryland closed for a day recently, um... Oh, I lost a sentence here in my printer. Well, forget that one. We'll just go on. Um, Now, you know, you've heard the expression red and blue. As is often the case in our politically polarized era, the situation differs in red and blue America. In Republican learning communities, the biggest COVID problem remains a widespread refusal to take the pandemic seriously. About 40% of Republican adults have not received a vaccine shot. According to the most recent Kaiser Family Foundation poll, as a result, The COVID death rate is far higher in heavily Republican counties than in Democratic ones. Red America's COVID denialism doesn't seem to be abating either. Fox News continues to spread disinformation as Margaret Sullivan of the White uh, Washington Post has noted. Many Republican politicians spend more time complaining about the mask and vaccine mandates than trying to persuade conservatives to get a potentially life-saving shot. Blue America, by contrast, has taken COVID seriously. Fewer than 10% of Democratic voters have not received a vaccine shot. 
Political liberals also tend to be comfortable wearing masks to reduce the spread of the COVID virus. Yet many Democrats, both voters and politicians, have been almost blasé about the cost of COVID precautions, the isolation, unhappiness, health damage, lost learning, inflation, public transit disruptions, and the list goes on more and more. Democrats have sometimes focused on minimizing the spread of COVID, regardless of the downsides. Those downsides, again, closing schools, for example, almost certainly harms children more than it protects them, given the minuscule rate of severe childhood COVID, even lower than that of severe childhood flu. Well, I, I, I think you get the point. I had, um, I think most people know that when I held office, I was a Republican. I still consider myself to be one. But I also think I'm a very moderate Republican. I had my first shot February 18th of this year on March 11th I had my second shot I got the Pfizer's and then on September 26th I got my booster. Um, None of them caused me any discomfort. And I feel very comfortable. Now, if they come up with an additional shot, I'll certainly take it. But I feel very comfortable being with fellow friends that have received the vaccinations, family members that have received the vaccinations, that sort of thing. even though there might have been a whole year's period of time where we didn't see each other because we were all learning. But um, I feel a lot has been learned. This newest thing, Omicron, appears to be a more minor version of COVID. I'm sorry. I I would like to encourage everyone to take care of themselves, their families, their friends, their country. And I am encouraging the vaccines. 
you pick whichever one you like. They're all doing a good job. And as new things come along, they will rapidly deal with those. But, you know, just every year we get a flu shot, we get shingles certain years, we get, I don't know what all they are. Pneumonia is one. Yeah. And um, I truly believe that uh, COVID's going to go the same way. It'll end up being that each fall you get that series of, of um, what do they call them? Well, shots. Yeah, vaccinations. Vaccinations, thank yeah. you. I'm sure some of you don't like what I just said. I just hope it's a very small amount. All right, so we're wrapping up the week, folks. We have about one minute left. I want you to think about the season it is. Be joyful to the best of your ability. Take care of friends and family. Um, My wife this week went to um, Athens Friends and Neighbors. And she went to uh, the senior citizens group. Um, Rotary had their party. Another group I belong to called Symposiarchs had their party. Um, different organizations you belong to are celebrating the holidays that are fast approaching. I sent a note to um, Thanksgiving was the first time our family had gotten together in any length of time. I'm looking forward to doing so again on Christmas. Ah, Did I bring a tear to your eye? (laughs) I did to mine. Okay, see you, folks. Have a great weekend. In our 72nd year of serving Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. W-A-T-H FM. Is CBS News on the Hour, presented by Indeed.com. I'm Deborah Rodriguez. Inflation jumped 6.8% in November to an almost 40-year high, busting budgets for everything from food to used cars to fuel. Business analyst Jill Schlesinger. Driving much of the increase is energy prices. Energy prices up more than 33% from a year ago. A large component of that, gasoline. New Labor Department numbers do not reflect the Biden administration's recent move to open the National Petroleum Reserve. Correspondent Ed O'Keefe. It comes at a time when the president, this White House, congressional Democrats are getting hit, in the polls at least, for their handling of the economy. And this issue of inflation, which has become a persistent sort of nagging issue here at the White House. At least 53 people, most of them migrants, have been killed in an accident in southern Mexico. The victims were mostly Guatemalans trying to make it to the U.S. They were stuffed into the back of a freighter truck, which overturned and crashed into a pedestrian bridge. Many were crushed or died of suffocation, covered by other bodies inside the broken container, according